Hello, welcome to the new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Today, I am joined by Jade Hodges. Jade, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. you? I, I, um, I actually met Jade at the PDP this year. It was the first PDP I went to. Um, so it was it was really interesting kind of, you know, gauging what they involved and uh, the kind of people that were coming to to PDP to, uh, you know, learn and, and what have you and listen to those presentations. I sat into a few of them, which is really great. But as part of that, there's a there's a meal. And um, Jade was unfortunate enough to be sat next to me. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. I think we had a good time <laughs> at the dinner. At the dinner, no, it was it was it was, a, it was a fun table. It was a good table. So we met, and I thought it'd be it'd be great to get you on for a number of reasons. Um, one of them is that you are in that little area of somewhat less senior roles, which we're very interested in getting people involved in, and you would be very much someone who fits into that category of people that we like to see joining HCSA and that we want to. Uh, reflect and uh, you know support going forward to the HCSA so that's why I asked you to come on here so I think the best place to start is is first of all uh, where you are at the moment and what you do there. Yeah of course so I'm Jade Hodges Um, I'm currently a senior buyer and I work for Manchester Foundation Trust and I work in the CALM team as we call it Capital Leasing Assets and Management Maintenance Team. And how did you how did you end up there? Um, so I started my procurement career around eight years ago um, as a procurement assistant at a dentist company. Um, from there, I sort of moved on because there was no progression to another team in the company, um, a patient support officer, which is a very fancy way of saying complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for a while. Um, yeah. And then I moved over to Northwest Ambulance Service. And I was a procurement officer there for four years. Um, and then there was an opportunity going at Manchester Foundation where I came in and I was successful enough to get a buyer role, a band five. And then from there, yeah, I was able to get a promotion onto a band six to a senior buyer. And that's how I've sort of moved my way through the ranks up to now. <laughs> that's very impressive. Now, people listen to this that, that haven't spoken to you before, Jade, as I have will immediately be thinking that, you know, this is a very sort of positive, driven person, which is something that comes across to you very early on. Did you did you foresee this sort of career path that you're on at the moment? Is this kind of what you envisaged when you was in that dental place? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it wasn't, to be honest. Obviously, when I, I started my procurement career I was an ad like an assistant so I did sort of the relay just the paperwork spoke to practice managers tried to get involved in a few things and when I moved over I thought that was sort of it for my procurement career until I was asked if I wanted to go back um and I was like actually yeah I do and that's when I moved into more of a I don't want to say a structured procurement career but it was a more formalized procurement career Mm. where I was like oh I can actually move this onto something bigger and better and progress myself um, in, in this career that I've chosen now. And that's sort of what solidified, solidified it for me from there, which was nice. Whenever I talk to people on this, and I, on the, the podcast, and I've I brought it up on numerous occasions as well, people can genuinely identify a someone that's been a mentor or is mentor them that is quite important to 
you know kind of how they've progressed and it might be at the moment what it might be someone that's looking to help you progress from where you are now and that kind of thing um do you have someone like that yeah I think throughout my procurement career so far I've been really lucky to work with some outstanding people who have a lot of experience um to be honest the person who I've worked with currently the most um we actually moved over from the northwest ambulance together um Mm -hmm. and he's currently still my boss which is quite nice um so Dan Garvey who's our head of um Mm -hmm. for the calm team he's sort of I've been with him now for four six years sort of moving on and he's really inspirational to me because he always wants me to push for more Mm -hmm. um and and he's been sort of there helping me with every step of my sort of procurement career and if I turn around and say, oh, I need, I wanted to do a bit more of this, he'll be happy to bring that into it. And it's it's made it a really interesting and always sort of thriving role for me, which is quite why I've stayed probably so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you see yourself staying in uh, NHS procurement? Yeah, I think the, the what I've gained so far from it has been quite vast. Um, and it's really helping me understand where I want to go with my career um, in regards to procurement. Um, and I've sort of been, my first big progression was with the NHS um, and I've sort of stayed here ever since. Um, I mean, I, I love sort of the, the whole procurement line of work. It's so mm-hmm. interesting and involves something different every day. Um, so I think, yeah, I would do, yes. What is it? I mean, you've kind of said there that one of the things that you like about it, one of the primary things that you like about it is the fact that it feel, it doesn't, I think we essentially what you're saying there, it doesn't get boring. Everything's yeah. a little bit different each each day. And is that the key thing? I mean, the couple of things I hear a lot is that there is a lot of very vocational aspect of people that come into this this line of work, you know, because, you know, as um, Simon Clark, who's who's uh, on our uh, National Council, he is uh, often is very keen to say and brings out quite regularly the fact that ultimately you are helping patients. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's it's there could be a concept that you're, you know, that there's a, a number of degrees of separations away from you and sort of you know the frontline sort of patient care sort of thing. But of course, ultimately, you are helping patients. That's something he likes putting through. So you would add to that. You would add the fact that it kind of is a little bit different every day. So do you think that's one of the reasons why we are getting? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of the young people that are coming, younger people that are coming into the that are currently, you know, in the industry. Do you think that's one of the things that 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 keeps them there once they get there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like my procurement day varies so much. I mean, you could have sort of the same the same project going, but depending on sort of what it is, and there's always going to be a change to how you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it constantly keeps you on your toes, which keeps me energetic. Um, so I'm always, I'm still finding new things every day with contracts that I might have dealt with before. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're constantly evolving the way that you learn and the knowledge that you gain. Um, and it's like with your, um, with your educational career, you can do your SIPs, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and now there's other ways to do your SIPs or there's other ways you can gain qualifications that go towards your procurement as well. So it's, it's really varied and exciting at the same time with everything that you could possibly do uh you went you were at pdp you were one of the class of 2022 as i yes. say how did you find pdp it's obviously it's a very successful thing for hcsa how did you find it as a delegate 
I really enjoyed it. It was exciting to be in a room um, with loads of different people from other trusts, understanding what they do. Um, because a big thing for NHS procurement at the moment is collaboration. And without making those relationships, which is what the PDP enables you to do, mm. you're not going to have any of that. Because um, obviously you hear about people's names and you might have just heard of them from projects mm. that have happened. But to actually meet people and intermingle and bringing into that all the amazing people we had come in and talk to us, all the different variations of learning and knowledge that we're able to collect over that week. Um, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of knowledge to sort of bring mm -hmm. in and take in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really intriguing to understand what's going to be coming up and how we're going to look at things as a collective in the NHS. And the HCSA PDP contracts really allows you to sort of bring forth yourself, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. um, and your sort of personality in procurement, which I think is really important as well. And you found coming away from that, that, that you'd learned a lot of stuff that you could then action in your day-to-day yeah. -day job. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like when I come back, I'd sort of look at things and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this and see how this works. Um, and it was really good to, to gain additional information on things that I've been doing for years, um, probably the same way like everyone does, and just learn to maybe tweak things and just see how it works a different way and if it would if it would benefit our trust, our trust and myself in the way I work. Now, the other thing that you did this this year, because we made a decision that people who are of the uh, 2022 class for PDP would be able to go to the conference, which was a really successful uh, really successful concept and certainly myself from being around it today you could automatically see that there was a much more of a cross cross section this year of um of, of age groups that were there um which was really felt like mission accomplished being at the, at the conference what what was your take on it on your first hcsa conference i should add I suppose that this was a particularly special hcsa conference because it was much bigger than we'd ever done before we managed to fill the space so we kind of like, you know, we, we, we kind of pitched a little bit for the big seats and, and hit the home run. Um, oh, I've, I've seen, I seem to have fallen into an analogy. I can't get out of here, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, so it was, it was, you know, it became a bit of, if you build it, there will come sort of thing. So you went to this much bigger venue and everything is much it was a bigger conference and uh, everyone came and the turnout was a record turnout. Um, and the response has been absolutely Fantastic. But what was it like for you going to that? Oh, I had an amazing time. And I can't lie, I do love a good gala. Put on a nice <laughs> dress and I'm always there. I mean, I might not be in the heels by the end of the night, but I will do my yeah. best. Yeah. Um, but it was a really special night, especially mm. to bring in and see all those people from all those different areas. Because obviously mm. I saw a lot of people I knew from the conference yes. and I had people from my own trust. But then I was able to be introduced to the people from the conference, their colleagues, mm. and understand what they were working on. And obviously all the sponsors were there. And it was a it was a really enjoyable event. Mm -hmm. um, even just the room and everything was, it was quite, yeah. I felt quite special to be there. It was in a very nice location. I was yeah. very happy, um, definitely. Um, it was fun, a lot of fun, yes. Now, you would have been, you were at the Future Leaders, Yes, I was thing, indeed. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing you in there. Um, but one of the, th I actually did a, a session at the Future Leaders. I was, you know, I was very proud to do that. 
where I got to interview, you know, two of the great people, two of the great people of NHS procurement, Simon Walsh and Simon Clark. It strikes me that that must have been really rewarding to hear them talking. What was it like being able to hear from them? Yeah, I mean, I currently work sort of under Simon Walsh at the moment at Manchester Mm. Foundation. Um, Of course, yeah. And it's it's really humbling to hear when people talk about him that the way they do, mm. um, and he's a big figure in the procurement mm. world, especially yeah. in the NHS. Yeah. Um, and it's great to hear where they came from. You know, it's because I don't think people look at it sometimes um, from where people start to where mm. they end up. Um, and it was really interesting to hear those stories. Two very different stories. Yeah, absolutely. That's what struck me when I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've gotten to know both of them, you know, well, and they're, and they're, you know, as well as obviously being tremendously committed to their jobs, they're, they're a couple of terif- uh, terrific guys. Um, and yeah, I, I, I learned things I didn't know actually when I was talking to them. So different, but both led to sort of similar places, which just goes to show mm. um, it's possible for anything to do, anyone to do anything. Yeah. Um, as long as you have that drive and that passion, which is yeah. what they both have in abundance, especially for the work that they do within their trusts and for the greater of the NHS. Sure. Um, sure. So that was that was really, really happy to watch, to be honest. I found and, out information I didn't know. <laughs> and the host of those interviews, was he all right? He, he, was... he was very charismatic. Oh, was he? Oh, I good. good. I, I must get, oh, I do hope he has a uh, HSA podcast somewhere I can listen to. Um, Thank you for those kind words, Jade. Very spot there. Um, how did you find a Future Leaders programme, actually, during the conference? It, yeah, it was good. Again, especially we had different people mm. um, coming in. Um, it was really, I think there was there was one part where we had, we all started this big sort of talk. Um, and so we, we, I wouldn't say we had, we all had arguments. We all had very formal discussion with each other about how we felt about certain things, but it was a really open that's room. Yeah, that's Where great. we could all communicate our feelings like mm. about, what we wanted moving forward and mm. how we think, you know, that the landscape might be changing in the NHS procurement yep. um, and some of the pressures that every one of us face every day. And we all had a really open discussion about that. And that was nice because it's obviously people can relate to what you're feeling as well. Mm. And it's nice to know sometimes that you're not the only person in that position feeling that way. And, you know, things are being looked at and, you know, mm. and how will the people have, overcome some of those things and that was really good for us um to do i enjoyed that part yeah that's incredibly encouraging to hear you say that you know to hear you say that just being able to have a group of you know like-minded individuals in at the you know you know same stage of their career more or less you know talking to each other despite coming from different areas and and categories etc that's um uh, that's that's really encouraging i mean you know responses were very good for the future leaders um, program and that's fantastic to hear Jade it, is, I mean, it sounds like if you're representative which I'm sure you are it sounds like you got an awful lot out of that yeah I definitely did it was just like another step like I'd already done the PDP which mm-hmm. had given me one step mm-hmm. and it again it, like it was a future step mm-hmm. for me which was really encouraging um, especially for someone like me on my procurement journey at the moment mm-hmm. um, I think I said you know what everyone's can always going to be continually developing no one's ever fully developed um and it's really interesting to understand how will the people like to develop Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it was really encouraging for me 
um definitely especially speaking to everyone that we spoke to it was fantastic mm -hmm. really was that's great just looking uh forward for a little bit before we go on to our, our final segment but, but do you have any specific goals or is it just is it just simply to progress you know as you go on or do you have any specific goals that you're looking for yeah um i think at the moment what i'm my my goal is my personal procurement goal um i want to get as much knowledge as i possibly can um on projects i'm doing so i'm trying to dive myself into other things um but i'm quite working on something at the moment which i'm quite passionate about um so i'm trying to speak to other people and bring the end users in with us at the moment to expand on that and make it make it better not only for us but for everyone else in those stages of the procurement process. Mm -hmm. um, so at the moment, my personal drive, I want to stay in procurement and work on who I am as a procurement professional. And I really want to bring some of my knowledge and what I'm learning back to the trust. Mm -hmm. um, so it can, you know, it can be successful in some other areas and stuff like that. And then I might move on to another area and see if I can conquer that if I can. <laughs> That's that's brilliant. It's very, it's, very, it's you know it's refreshing to hear. Um, you've been definitely been a you know a very good advert for PDP HCSA talk, talking about it um, and the Future Leaders program. And it, it's it's great to hear someone like you explaining how all those things that are being put into place through PDP, through Future Leaders, through the HCSA as a whole, are actually having a um, actual material effect on you in terms of growing within your career so that's uh to actually hear it from the horse's mouth so to speak is is great yeah yeah it's, so, it's been it's been a really driven year to be honest it really has um we're going to the pdp and creating those relationships it's it's given me more drive more than anything which i think is mm. sometimes what what people need especially people may be a bit lower well, down in the bandings like you said you know just to know that the options are there and available and the support is, it's a, it's a big thing. So I'm thankful. Definitely. That's great. Do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to wish you off to the desert island supplies part of the podcast. This means we're, we're hurtling into the final furlong. Okay. Uh, regular listeners will know that you're being taken to a desert island where you can take one luxury item. You can take a film and you can take an album, an album by an artist, if you don't want to pick a particular album by that, but you can buy an album by an artist. Um, that's, all you, that's all you're going to have, plenty of food and water, that's all, that's fine. But uh, that's all you're going to take with you. So you're going to have to, you know, that luxury item you're going to have to use, the film's going to be the only film you're going to be able to watch for the remainder of your life and yeah. uh, to use it likewise. What would be the luxury item, first of all? Ah. <sighs> It's such a tough question. Mm -hmm. So I think that I would take, my luxury item would be a book. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be, I have a very old copy of the Grimm Furry Tales. Sort of. Oh, a, great. Yeah, sort of. A, it's quite a big book, which I think is well, well deserved. Yeah. Um, and it's all, sort of the original version of the fairy tales. Right. Um, so it's a really nice book. I've had it for quite a while now. Um, so I think that would be my luxury item, something to read, keep my mind a bit active that way. Definitely. That's brilliant. Is that like a prized possession? Yeah. So would yeah. If, I know you probably believe it. I got it off eBay and I thought I got a steal and I did. So it's a really yeah. nice um, sort of gold shaded cover book. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, it's a bit sort of like my little prized possession that I keep in my room in the little bookshelf. Um, uh, those, those those bargains are out there and other marketplaces are available. They are. They are. From. <laughs> I'm, I'm a um, little bargain hunter. That's excellent. That's that's great. I mean, the, the, the bargains are out there. So uh, I'm wondering now if, this gonna, if, if there's going to be some sort of vague connection between this and the film that you're choosing, the music you're choosing. But what film would you take with you, first of all? The Actually, first... I usually do music. Wait a minute. I usually do music first. Music first? Whoa, whoa. I can't. Yeah, let's do music first. That's fine. So the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head yeah. when you said album was I do think I would take yeah. the James Bond soundtrack for right. movies. So, yeah, so every time there's a new Bond film, a collection comes out, doesn't it, with all the latest on it? it you does. are pushing. You are pushing against an open door here, Jade. Because I am an enormous James Bond fan, I absolutely love it. Me too. So, so um, uh, yeah, I mean, I can totally see. I can totally see where you, where you would take that. And um, there's a lot in there. Great, not just great music, but yeah. no matter what age you are, there's some form of nostalgia to it. You know, I mean, I've got like um, teenage kids now, and they are nostalgic about. You know, they talk about the first time they saw a Bond film, and you know, whatever that whatever that was maybe yeah like my, my dad used to have all the videos Skyfall, maybe i think it was yeah. so you know yeah my dad used to have all the videos and the little swinging rotating boxing so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit in there for every mood you've got a bit mm. of sad a bit of happy mm-hmm. so depending yeah. on what mood you feel you can just listen to it and you'll get a bit of everything i think that that is an absolutely blinding choice i'm now wondering whether this might have a direct connection in terms of film or maybe it won't <laughs> so yeah the first film that popped into my head mm-hmm. which i absolutely love i would mm-hmm. have to take the terminal with tom right, hanks. With Tom hanks yeah yeah that's an interesting one. choice why that's an interesting choice though. i don't think we've had it before very often we have films that are sort of that that recurringly come up yeah it's um, honestly one of my favorite films of all time what, what what is it? What is it that speaks to you? That I film? think it just captures me in every way. It's a bit mm. funny. It's a bit mm. sad. There's a bit of love in it. Yeah. There's a bit of everything in there. Um, yeah. And ever since I watched it, I'd say I've watched it over a hundred times. This is so this, this, this is the dude that finds himself stranded in the airport. airport. In the airport, yeah. yeah. That's something. I mean, that sounds like a horror, that sounds like a horror film to me because I can't abide airports and waiting around an airport. Oh, I know. I know right. it's, it's just it's so funny like how he gets himself a little job in the airport yeah 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 and then everyone starts rallying around him and I absolutely love it it's one of my all-time favorites it was the first thing that popped into my head I was like I must go with that one definitely it's interesting isn't it because you're going on Desert Island you picked a Tom Hanks film most people might have thought Castaway was going to come your way but then that might be a bit traumatizing yeah, especially so, if I'm so on a probably, desert island. <laughs> yeah, probably it wouldn't. Probably it wouldn't. Probably wouldn't fit very well. Um, Jade, thank you so much uh, for coming on this episode. It's been really great talking to you. It's been great just hearing your enthusiasm. You know, not just for the job, not just for where you're heading, where you've been, but also in terms of the stuff that HCSA are doing. Um, and spread to word, people from your. I think I said it at the PDP dinner. People from your that are in your kind of line, your band and all that, just spread the word and, uh, and let them know to join HCSA. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here for everyone. And, yeah, great, great finding the time to do that. And also, do you know what? This is going to be my first Have a Very Merry Christmas. 
Oh, you too. Yes, yeah. it's that time of I've year. I've decided that this is the first one I think I've recorded in December. So I think it yes. has to be have a happy Christmas and a, you a Merry too, Christmas Merry and Happy Christmas. New Year. Yeah. Okay. Thank Thanks for that, Jade. Thank you no very much. No problem at all. Thanks. Okay. Thank and you. I hope you can join me on the next episode of Supplycast. Bye.